so what would your all's reaction be if you moved into a house and it was had if it had some paranormal goings ons? I've never not lived in a house that had some form of activity until um, the house my parents live in now. So you've just grown up with like mm-hmm. poltergeist shit going on. Mm-hmm. Huh? My childhood home. Um, so like it was, it had six bedrooms in it and there were four upstairs. Like my, when you walked, it's kind of like a split level. When you walked in the door, like the stairs to go up were right in front of you and the stairs to go down were also like right in front of you. Uh-huh. Um, you went upstairs and like the living room and like the kitchen were on the left and then there was like a hallway that had my room was the first one and my brother's was like directly across from me. And then it was a bathroom on the same side as my on my side of the hallway. And then my mama's room and then my sister's room was right across from hers because she was a baby. And there was one night that a beach ball, we got it was during the summer because there was our pool toys were out and a beach ball just hurled itself down the hallway by itself. All of us were in the bed. And with enough force that it bounced back. Huh. And then I moved. I was older. I was a teenager. So I moved downstairs to my bedroom. I was the only one downstairs. And I refused to shower in my shower. I went upstairs to shower. I don't know why. Well, now I, I know why. Say, it was fucking haunted. Did you walk around like pig pen with the cloud of dirt and ground <laughs> behind no. you? Like, I don't shower. I don't, I don't trust ghosts. I just, I would not do it. And I don't, I didn't know why at the time. But um, my room had lots of spider activity and I did not like it. So I, up oh, back upstairs I went. <laughs> but before that, um, it was... My papa had recently passed. It wasn't like super soon after, but it was like a month or two maybe. Enough to where like I was getting back to normal. You know, my papa was my dude. But I like rolled over one night to see like a white mist by my, like my closet was kind of like where that couch is. So like, I don't know, five feet, six feet. I don't know, right there. And I'm in my bed. Um, White mist just like right there. My door is shut. I shut all my closet doors. Uh-uh, I don't play that game. Um, it was like right there. So I was like, mm, I'm going to be back upstairs now. I kind of miss my room. So <laughs> that was the end of that. And then we moved down here. And one of the houses we rented uh, was the house of like a murder-suicide Jeez. And that was the first time I actually saw. What was the uh, what was the rent on that place? Pretty low, I'd hope. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, it was a nice house, though. Like, it had four bedrooms and, like, a full Carolina room. Like, big vaulted ceilings. Like, it was a nice house. It was in the back Where of Where did the murder-suicide take place? In my parents' bedroom. Well, that's a win for you. <laughs> um, well, no, because I saw shit upstairs, too. That was the first time I saw, like, an actual, like, uh, apparition, I guess. It was the first time I'd actually seen one, like, details and all. Like, the face. Like, I saw someone's fucking face in my hallway. Was it before or after they put the gun in their mouth? <laughs> oh, my God. It was... 
I don't know. He's, his face was intact, so I don't know. <laughs> like a regular old six cents over here. Uh, yeah. Well, if that doesn't tell you what we're talking about today, <laughs> I don't know what will. We pre-gamed and watched some ghost adventures before this. I always lived in new houses, but I always had like China mm-hmm. dolls. And creepy shit. What the fuck is up with you and these dolls, man? Hey, I started when I was little. I made my parents get me a doll every time they went out of town. So I, I had, had Barbies. I, I didn't have Barbies. I had Barbies. I destroyed my Barbies. I did not. I loved my Barbies. I put mine in an easy bake oven. You know, it explains a lot. It explains a lot. <laughs> so without further ado, welcome to Creeps in the Crypt. This Hello. is Eric. And as always, I'm joined by... Sam. Christian. <laughs> I just I have to have one shocking moment for Sam once in a while. She's like, I, you get me good me at you. nothing. Shocks She's me. Like with I'm you processing anymore. that right now. Like what kind of Jesus. person does that? My mother would have me committed if I, I put a Barbie in my sleep. Oh, under my pillow. <laughs> well, Sam, what do you have for us today? I I roughly know what we're talking about. It's a Haunted house, but of sorts, yes. Let's get into it. So this week we are diving into the Smurl family. So Eric, you can actually relate to this week's story of the Smurl family. They also lived with a demon. Oh, neat! It was. Is it a <laughs> semen demon? <laughs> it might be. We don't know. We know Christian is. Yeah. <laughs> It's documented. I have enough audio evidence. Okay. This podcast. Oh. You think I just set a microphone? I have the bedroom mic'd? I don't know. I might have to after hearing these fucking Barbie doll stories. (laughs) At least you're not the Barbie. Yet. (laughs) All right. Well, without any further ado, let's get into this one. From 1974 to 1987, so we're talking like over 10 years, what, 13 years? Unlucky 13. The Smurl family claimed that they were at the mercy of the paranormal. Journalists, demonologists, the Roman Catholic Church, the media, I'm talking articles, a book, a TV movie even, and even Ed and Lorraine Warren were, were flocked to... The Smurl family. Ah, the Zach Bagans of the 80s. Hey, now. Don't you disrespect my man. Severe flood damage forced the family, Janet, Jack, their daughters, Heather, Dawn, Karen, and Shannon, their dog, Simon, who was a German shepherd, and Jack's parents, John and Mary, from their Wilkes Bar home into a Chase Street duplex in West Pittston, Pennsylvania. So, like, it would be Jack's parents on one side, and then the other side would be um, Jack and Janet and the girls and the dog. So they were, they occupied both sides of the duplex. Hmm. Um, it was a, you know, bit of a fixer-upper, but they put a fresh coat of paint on the walls and put in some new upgrades and did some repairs, and it became a nice home. So they had landlord specials. Basically. <laughs> Until the eerie activity began. That's not a landlord special. <laughs> no, that came for free. <laughs> <laughs> 
this place is included haunting. <laughs> that reminds me of um, the episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force where Carl gets possessed by the cybernetic ghost of, or his house gets possessed by the cybernetic ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> And uh, he sells the house to Glenn Danzig because <laughs> he's like, hey, turkey, I want the blood to run up the walls. <laughs> oh my God. So have you noticed that some paranormal activity, like some of the stories start when you do home renovations? No, I've never noticed. You that. never noticed that? No. There's a thing, not a thing, but like there was a house. Um, it's now called the Black Hope Curse, but the house was built on a slave cemetery and they did renovations. I was going to ask, I was like, let me guess, it was built on a, a slave yes. territory. Yes. Yeah. So, um, at first, the occurrences, you they were mild. Tools went missing and then popped back up. Old wall stains seeped through fresh, fresh coats of paint. Then... The kitchen appliances caught on fire, even though they were unplugged, and terrible smells took over the house, only to disappear seconds later. The TV caught on fire, the water pipes leaked, scratches appeared on the walls, they heard footsteps and music coming from unplugged radios, empty rocking chairs swayed, drawers open and closing on their own, like, full, full send. So, to kind of heart back on the Mothman paranormal flap, there was a, bu- a bunch of radios and TVs that were mm-hmm. on that weren't plugged in in people's houses. They were, like, freaking out. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, yeah, that that would be a big thing. But the Smurls kept moving forward. Jack was promoted at work, and he was the coach for one of the daughter's softball teams, Janet found out that she was pregnant. So um, Shannon is the youngest, so she was pregnant with Shannon during all this. Um, That's never a good sign to be pregnant during a possession. (laughs) Also, no. I thought that was a possession. Basically. Well, I mean, it's a parasitic relationship, but, you know. Prove me wrong. You're not. It's literally (laughs) a a being sucking your life force out. Yeah. 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 So... I'm convinced. Kids are demons. I also agree with that. They are more of the semen demon than I am. I promise you that. They're made of semen. It egg. It's a cum trophy. Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. Does it say best dad ever on it? Mine doesn't. (laughs) 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 Emotional damage. (laughs) Fucking... Did you get shady in here all of a sudden? No, shit. Someone turned the lights out? No, I think the temperature dropped down. That was a little cold. <laughs> My specialty. <laughs> so, Janet's pregnant, and she helps organize an anti-drunk driving group at the local high school. Oh, what a buzzkill. <laughs> the two older girls were doing really well in school, and both sets of grandparents, a.k.a. the in-laws, were happy. But, as per usual, their luck was about to change. Quickly, the Smurls hit financial distress. Mary, Jack's mom, suffered a heart attack. The paranormal activity also ramped up in the home. Mary and Janet experienced mimic activity, where the other heard voices they thought were each other. So, Janet thought... That's the creepiest shit. 
to me. Like the yeah. voices? Yeah. Like when you hear, like, say I was home alone and I heard you. Yeah. And you're not here. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Janet thought she heard Mary's voice calling out her name and Mary thought that she'd heard Jack and Janet in the middle of a heated argument. Black masses formed and floated through the house. Janet said that she was visited in the middle of the night by a malevolent force that molested her in her sleep. Semen demon. Yeah. Jack heard the whispers of a young woman and he turned over to Janet in time to see a shadowy figure run up her leg. So, I have to ask, does Demon Cock count as BBC? Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's, uh, you know, really swinging both ways. I'm a little disappointed in the diversity going on here. Uh, <laughs> it's not counted out yet. After that night, the Smurl house just got darker and darker. A light fixture fell from the ceiling, cutting one of the daughters. Their dog, Simon, was thrown against the wall. Janet said that she was also picked up by an invisible presence, dangled six feet in the air, and then tossed across the room. Why do they gotta fuck with the dog, man? I know. I, that's, like, literally the worst. Like, that's just not cool. Uh, Jack said a succubus came into the living room and assaulted him while a baseball game played on the TV. Oh, so St. Patty's Day for me. <laughs> no, it's like the demons watching baseball with uh, Jack, and it's like, you know what makes me horny? Watching these dudes slap each other's asses. <laughs> Going back in the dugout just makes me want to jerk you off. Okay, now he's diverse. I'm happy now. Yes. Are you happy? Are you happy, demon? Now? Any port in the storm for that demon? <laughs> Pretty much. He's ahead of the curve. He's bisexual. <laughs> he was bisexual. Before he's part of the LGBT. Was... Oh <laughs> my god! L Get out. LGBTD. <laughs> We're going to hell. <laughs> oh yeah. Time. Neighbors even reported hearing screams coming from the house while no one was home. The that's pretty all right so that that's pretty telling if they're hearing screams and nobody's at the house like the neighbors are reporting it uh -huh. allegedly while no one's home okay all right well let's give them the benefit of the doubt on that and say no one was home yeah okay that means that there's other witnesses other than the family because that that kind of adds some validity to this i believe the Smurls soon contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren. They come out, and after they finish the inspection of the home, Lorraine said that the family shared their home with four spirits, a harmless old lady, a possibly violent young woman, a man who had suffered and died in the home, and a demon that used the other spirits to destroy the Smurls. They did not conduct any kind of scientific investigative uh, techniques or anything like that. You don't say. <laughs> or ask the Smurls about their feelings regarding the activity before they came to the conclusion that there were four entities in the home. They asked a father, Robert F. McKenna, who later became a bishop, but was part of an order of Catholicism that the Vatican did not recognize. 
they asked him to perform not one, not two, but three exorcisms on the home. And so they got their exorcist from Wish.com, essentially. Basically, basically. I think the Sheen one would be uh, better. <laughs> a little bit. It would have arrived quicker. That, that part. <laughs> um, all three supposedly failed. You don't say. Yeah. They held group prayer session, group prayer sessions, and exorcisms were performed in the home, but the attacks continued. The Smurls took their story to the public, hoping that someone out there knew how to help them. But instead of help, they got ambushed by the media. And this is where they start to lose their credibility. Yeah. They camped out, the media, camped out in front of their house. Cameras flashed. Reporters flooded their lawn. Carloads of onlookers cruised by at all hours, hoping to catch a glimpse of something from another realm. The Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. That's a fucking mouthful. It is shortened to CSI. <laughs> the chairman, Paul Kurt. Are you talking about that show on CBS <laughs> that had like 10 spinoffs? I love CSI. Paul Kurtz offered to investigate the Smurl haunting. Paul sent two teams to the home. But when they got there, the Warrens denied them access to the home. Even though the Smurl family gave the, the CSI team permission... CSI members conducted phone interviews with the Smurls, their neighbors, and reporters who were working on the case. Paul wrote a report about the home, and the title read, A Haunting in West Pittston, Not a Ghost of a Chance. And it appeared in the winter 1986-87 issue of the Skeptical Inquirer. And we'll get to his report at the end. So, already... Not a good start. No. The fact Not if that you're trying to make a quick buck selling your story. Exactly. Reps from the Roman Catholic Church in Scranton, which is a little bit kind of like northeast of West Pittston. Yo, that's where they did the office set. <laughs> they weren't sure what could be causing the activity. They sent multiple priests to visit the home and bless it. And they came back with no reports of, quote, harmful activity while on the property. In 1986, a priest actually moved into the home, hoping to witness the activity firsthand. But nothing happened. And uh, the demon's on sabbatical, <laughs> uh, Mr. Priest. Um, you're going to have to come back later. <laughs> After two nights in the home, he left. Janet said a man named Father O'Leary was also helping them, but she came to believe that he was a demon in disguise of a priest. Oh, so you mean like most Catholic priests? <laughs> I fe I don't think a demon can disguise as a holy um, person, like a priest. Exactly, a Catholic priest. Oh, for heaven's sake. It's it's like it's like the, when whenever your kid starts to talk or they like learn something new and they're like and you're like oh do this and they're just like just like give you a blank stare like I don't know what you're talking about I don't do that mm. every time like a priest or like someone from the Roman Catholic Church comes it's like quieter than church mouse mm -hmm. like nothing's happening also, it's like a stage fright I feel like it's like that on all these ghost hunter shows too mm -hmm. I know. 
Later that same year, 1986, the Smurls were over the media attention. So by 1987, they packed up and left the Chase Street duplex. Supposedly, the activity followed them to their new home until a church-approved exorcism was performed in 1989 that eradicated all activity. Since then, experts, priests, TV producers, journalists have all doubted the Smurls' story, including the Warrens. They wrote about the family in Haunted, One Family's Nightmare. They wrote a book about... There. Of course they did. Oh, yeah, I know. Maybe people thought the book was one-sided. Skeptics saw rational explanations behind the otherworldly claims from the family. People who have since purchased the Chase Street duplex say nothing unusual has ever happened in the home. Paul Kurtz believed that the hauntings were a hoax for a few reasons including conflicting reports from Don, who was a teenager at the time, on Jack's health, so the dad. He had brain surgery three years before the activity started to relieve water on the brain, which might have contributed to delusions. Huh. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just gets weirder and weirder, honestly. Yeah. The farther I dug, weirder shit got. And I'm just like, I don't know how to make heads or tails of this. Allentown psychologist Robert Gordon thought that the Smurls possibly suffered from mass hysteria similar to what happened during the Salem witch trials and hunts. Oh, all ergot root poisoning. Mm. He said that um, shared tension might cause this and other common symptoms could involve delusions or hallucinations. That's a... That's pretty plausible. I mean, the dancing plague was caused by ergot root, like mm -hmm. ergot, um, not root, bacteria. It's mm -hmm. basically like a fungus that grows on wheat that Ooh. makes you trip fucking balls. Well, when Paul asked the Smurls to undergo comprehensive psychological and physiological exams, they said no. Hmm. Neighbors complained to town officials for years about the horrible smells coming from a sewer pipe near the family's home as well. The duplex. It's just one of the mother-in-laws like shitting out in the backyard. <laughs> so that could have been a source of some of the bad smells that the family reported smelling also. You know, like I guess it was some sort of like busted sewer pipe or like there was like a, like a, a vent maybe. Nana was pooping in the backyard. Yep, that, that's what it was. I gotta water these rose bushes. It's good fertilizer. Ugh. Ew. I'm disgusted by that. That takes a lot. <laughs> also, there was sporadic settling of homes in the area due to layers of underground mine veins, which could contribute to the rocking of chairs and other disturbances. But how hard does a house have to settle to rock a chair? Now, that's interesting, though. So if there's mines underneath the town, that means there's a good chance there's methane gas and it's escaping. And it smells. Yeah. Doesn't it smell like sulfur or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, it stinks. It's a very unsettling smell. Yeah, but is your house going to settle hard enough to rock a chair? 
Mm. And open and shut drawers. I don't know. Our house um, is still pretty new, so I'll let you know if anything starts moving. Like our old Perfect. townhouse is on a pitch. Like it was on. Uh, it was not level. Like you had to really shut one of the the kitchen drawers to like get it to shut. Yeah, we took a golf ball and it rolled to the side. Well, that is, I mean, and that house was not that old. Our old townhouse. No. Yeah, it was not old. Paul also noted that there was a possibility of financial gain from pulling off something like this. Within days of the story of the haunting making national news, a witness supposedly saw Jack negotiating with a Scranton businessman named Ralph Loma. He was the head of the Star Group, a Hollywood production company. Uh, Jack denied this at first, but Ralph confirmed that he tried to get exclusive rights to the story about the case. St. Martin's Press also confirmed they signed a book contract with the Smurls. There Ed, you go. Yeah. Ed Warren, in his attempt to justify his refusal to allow the CSI team to enter the home, called a press conference. He said that he had tapes of terrifying sounds and a videotape of the dark entity forming in the duplex. Where is it? When asked to produce the tapes, he said he couldn't remember the name of the TV company that he gave the tapes to. He also said that the Catholic Church had, quote, evidence, even though they'd reported experiencing no activity in the home each time they'd come out. I mean, they were out there quite a few times. It's shit like this. That ruins the Warren's credibility for me. Yeah, it, it's it, and it's not just this case. Like we said this on the Devil Made Me Made Me Do It case. That movie um, was horrible. Yeah, that movie sucked. But they I constantly. Fell asleep during it, so clearly yeah, they constantly are trying to sell the story. And when every when anybody comes and be like, okay, where's this evidence? There's really not any. No. No, they're really there. There is no evidence. Like they're trying, they come out there to make money off the rights to the the shit. Mm-hmm. So, it you have a twofold people of people trying to make money off of this. Mm-hmm. So the guy called the Warrens, thinking they would lead, lead credibility to his mm-hmm. story, mm-hmm. and it really just blew the story up. Scranton Diocese asked exorcist professor and paranormal expert Father Alphonsus Troubled. That's a mouthful. Right. Mm-hmm. From St. Bonaventure University in New York to investigate. When bishops feel that they don't have an exorcist qualified enough for a situation in their diocese, they're permitted to search outside and find another one, find one in another district. So... In 1998, Alan Marston of the National Paranormal Society spoke with Father Troubled in hopes to find more information about the book based on the Smurl family that the Warrens wrote. Father Troubled told Alan that he had previously worked with the Warrens until he found out they were frauds, essentially. And they actually spotted him at one of their lectures and immediately toned their act down. So... He actually wore disguises when he, he went to their, future, their asses. Yeah, when he went to their future lectures. He believed that the Smurls were experiencing something, but he wasn't sure he could say it was demonic. So at the end of the day, 
only the Smurls know whether or not there was real activity. Like, they're, like they were never going to know if what... Because, like, obviously, like, we know the Warrens were kind of full of shit. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the Warrens were... I think they wanted to be that. 60% bullshit and then 40%. Yeah. I think it was embellished. But it was a fucking business, dude. Correct. It was a business. Just like I shit on Ghost Adventures all the time. I watched the shit out of it. Don't get me wrong. It's enjoyable, entertaining TV. This is also the first paranormal episode that I did not reference Zach Bacon. No, I had to. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. We just watched it. So. Well, that doesn't... I mean, like, talking about, like, Zach Bacon's went here or whatever. Oh, that is that is good. Did we, he go here? We're moving in the right mm, direction, Sam. Mm. Am I, though? I think so. She's trying to move in his direction. Absolutely. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, uh, you, have the, you have these paranormal guys that... Most of the time when they turn cameras on... Not a fucking thing happens. Right. I mean, like, I've experienced a shit ton of paranormal things happening to me. But, A, it was the early 2000s and I did not have a video camera. Mm -hmm. And, like, the top three, like, most, like, I guess intense experiences were... You know, like, it's almost, like, unbelievable. Like, I, a beach ball hurled itself down my hallway. I mean, it's that's pretty... One of my second apartments that I lived with, I lived with my friend Corey, mm-hmm. and then I lived with another girl. And we had a fake plant. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where it came from, but it was a fake plant. And it was in our living room. It was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I had just gotten home from work. And I was making something to eat. And I watched it, like, shake... Mm-hmm. Like the whole plant shake, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, right after my nanny died, she died in the house we were living in at the time. Oh. Um, I was in the middle of my like super crafty phase, and I was um, painting wine glasses for my friends for Christmas. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you watched the movie The Craft a lot. I did. I, and did. I still do. I love I, that movie. I do too. Um, but I went into the garage to get more um paint and we had four cats at the time i believe pretty sure it was four so i'm in the i'm in the garage it's like in that house you had to walk through the kitchen and like kind of in between the laundry room and the kitchen to that and there was the garage door yeah and i hear like oh you can't you can't do it but it was like glass sliding on a surface and I was like, motherfucking cat's going to break my wine glass. And I come out of the garage and a cook, like a candy jar kind mm-hmm. of at the time. It was an antique candy jar. Like, we've all, I've had it since we could remember, since I could remember. Um, was in the middle, dead middle of mm-hmm. our kitchen floor. Yeah. And I was just like, what the? F-? And not a cat in sight. Yeah. Two of them were sleeping, I think, on the couch, and like the other two were gone. And I was just like, what the fuck? What? Like, just a perfectly dead center. And it was on the end, like, kind of like an end cap almost. Like, our end of the kitchen counter had like three shelves. Yeah. And it was on the middle shelf of that. And it just like in into the dead middle 
of my kitchen floor. Like, what the, what? That's fucking freaky. I was ba- also babysitting at the same house, and the girl, she was just like nine months old, I think. She was just like waving at my stairs, and I was like, I'm going to go in the living room now. Thank you. Yeah, fuck all that. Kids and animals usually will be the ones to like. Oh, yeah. See something that you don't see. So. Weird shit, man. I have, I have paranormal shit I happen want, to me all the time. I want to believe their story that it actually happened. I'm sure something was happening. I don't know if it was necessarily demonic. I think it was. I think they embellished it a little bit. I think it was a lot more mild. Most of like the paranormal things that happened to me are very mild. One of the, one of the uh, parent-in-laws uh, has like dementia and like forgets he moves shit around. <laughs> What are all the chairs doing up on the counter? Well, fucking Papa moved them up there and forgot he moved them. That would, kind of, that would kind of freak me out. Like having what? everything like, like yeah. Anytime you hear about like exorcism or not exorcism, but like demonic possessions and like all of the cabinets are open and shit. So Dust- now I know why my roommate used to get so mad when I leave all the cabinets open. <laughs> so Dustin, my best friend, yeah. Uh, he was living, he was in at CCU at the time, and he, his, the, the lock on his dorm, like, well, apartment or whatever, didn't work. So he, they just had to leave their door unlocked. Fuck that. So Sam knew that. This is also at the height of, like, the paranormal activity craze. Oh, my God. So oh, you're a dick, dude. Sam <clears throat> uh, had a friend in town at the time. So... We devised this plan to go fuck with Dustin and his roommates because Dustin is terrified of the paranormal activity movies. Like I'm talking terrified of them. So what is what do I do? I drive my happy little butt up to CCU at his apartment. I knew he was gone. He was at a party. Yeah. And I'm texting him because um, my friend who was in town uh, knew a bunch of frat guys in uh, one of the frats at CCU. So we were like, oh, we're going to a frat party, and then we'll come meet you after. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. We weren't going to a frat party. I was going to go fuck with his apartment. So we pull in, and I'm texting, and I was like, yeah, this party's pretty lame. Like, I think we're going to leave soon. Like, where are you guys at? And he's like, oh, we're still wherever they were. I don't remember. And I was like, all right, cool. So I go in, and I open everything. I'm talking microwave doors, oven door, dishwasher. I didn't open the fridge. I'm not a dick. But all the cabinets, everything, and we left. We walked down and we hid behind the building. And I'm sure he would have called the Warrens if they had been around. <laughs> and like, oh, y'all got some crazy shit happening in my apartment. I, so I hear, Dustin's like, all right, I'm coming home. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I think we're going to, like, make our way out. So we're behind the, his apartment building at the time. <laughs> and I hear his car pull in. And I hear them, like, talking, going up the stairs. And he opens the door and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like in, I'm in stitches behind the door. And I have to, I, I know I have to compose myself because I, I don't, I'm not supposed to know. Yeah. So like 10 minutes later, like I'm still, I'm dry heaving because I'm laughing so hard. And I'm like, all right, we're here. We're walking up and we go up and he's like, dude, the craziest fucking thing happened. And I was like, oh shit, like no way. And I kept my shit together. I, that is the only time I've ever had a poker face. I didn't tell him until years later. I was like, oh, by the way, that was me. He was like, you fucking bitch. 
That's fucking great. Oh, that was the well, greatest. Now that we know Sam's a poltergeist and Christian's a, a semen demon. <laughs> no uh, wonder we get along so well. Yeah. I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. The more you know. Um, but yeah, this has been a, that was a cool one. That was that was pretty neat. I I enjoyed researching it. There was a lot of um too much speculation and too much like can't make heads or tails of it. But and they and like the research. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of like random articles. Well, I think and also shit. the Warrens kind of didn't help it. No, they kind of like sensationalized it yes. more no, than it needed to be. And you got people going Harry Houdini on your lectures. It's not a good sign. Exactly. But uh, would you like to drop the socials? Yes. First and foremost, as always, let me thank you guys so much for listening to us. Ramble. Be stupid on this show. <laughs> we do enjoy paranormal experiences. Talk about penises. Talk about <laughs> vaginas. Talk about pe- haunted penises and vaginas. Make sure you guys are following us on the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Everything. Make sure you guys are liking the show, downloading the show. We like it. We love it. It makes Make sure us feel to rate very good. and review the show. Yeah, yeah, we love that even more. Yes. We wish you to possess the downloads from our show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you next Friday. Bye, guys. Bye.